0: W-A-J-R-A-M-N-F-M, this is the Talk of the Town. From Morgantown to Clarksburg, if it's happening, we're talking about it. Call the show toll-free at 1-800-765-8255. Now, here are your hosts for the Talk of the Town, Dave Wilson and Sarah Giosi.
1: Oh, good morning. Welcome into the program. Talking to the Town with Dave and Sarah. No studio audience today, social distancing, so give yourself a round of applause. Yay. It's Friday. <laughs> survive the week gonna see plenty of sunshine today got seinfeld on the monitor here in the studio could life be any better <laughs> likely not sarah's back good morning sarah good
2: morning dave
1: missed you yesterday yeah uh m- I well more- did. i did i did i did i actually had to plan a show yesterday <laughs> it's very more it's much more difficult when it can't go i'll just throw it over to sarah and let her talk for a while <laughs> Hey, coming up this morning, we'll get you caught up on the headlines. Ed Hawkins is going to join us at uh, about 9.15. He, as well as the other county commissioners, uh, other elected officials in Morgan uh, in Morgantown and Montague County, had a conference call or a Zoom meeting. I don't know what we're doing these days. Uh, but they spoke with state health officials, including the new state health officer, Dr. Clay Marsh, was on the phone call as well. Concerning the surge in cases of COVID-19 in Monongalia County. So we will uh, recap the phone call and see how we continue to move forward uh, here in Monongalia County. And it's Anything Goes Friday, so we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Second half of the show will be all for you at 800 talk 800 8255 304-TALK-304 is the text line and We're on the Twitter machine at Dave and Sarah AM is our twitter handle this is usually where i say good morning to you but i've already said good morning so now now i'm kind of lost i don't know (laughs) i don't know how's everything over there
2: hey can't complain here we are
1: you sure friday you sure because again it makes more interesting
2: you don't. you don't hear me do that very often
1: on the air or off the air
2: Uh, if i'm if Uh i'm off the Uh air uh -uh. Uh uh-uh no If I'm off there complaining about something, it's because I'm trying to figure out how to fix it.
1: (laughs) That's true. You don't complain just to complain. It's complain with an effort to look for a solution.
2: And you rarely hear me complain about the exact same thing twice. Eh. Because I either have found a solution (laughs) or I'm not talking
1: about it anymore. This is where those 13 years, almost 13 years of marriage kicks in and I go, i just not going to follow up on that comment. Just going to move on.
2: I encourage you to reflect on that. <laughs> you don't hear me complain about the same thing twice, almost ever.
1: Here's the headlines for it today. How about a, it's a step, it's a small step, but uh, active cases of COVID-19 in Montague County down per the latest report from the DHHR. Uh, 385 active cases of COVID-19 reported by DHHR in the county. Updated numbers, of course, will come out about an hour from now. That's down from uh 406 yesterday nine new cases reported in montegalia county uh by the end of the day yesterday that number significantly down from what we had been seeing free testing tomorrow at the uh, wvu coliseum as opposed to the other coliseum in town Mm -hmm. uh 8 a.m to 3 p.m tomorrow at the coliseum anyone can be tested uh free and open testing national guard will be conducting that tomorrow Governor Justice will address the media around 1130. This morning we'll have live video coverage over at the website, wvmetronews.com. WV officials expecting about 20% of it, uh, their workforce to be working remotely this fall. Uh, they will have to sign a remote working agreement. basically just says, I'm still going to do my job, but I'm going to do it not on campus. Uh, There are many other guidelines. It's hard to really summarize all of them, but uh, among them, employees have until August 15th to be tested at a WVU-sanctioned testing site. That's so the university can keep track of the results. Um, Visitors to campus this fall, uh, such as guest lecturers, uh, those sorts of things, will be tightly controlled there's a kind of a covid checklist of things you have to complete before you would be allowed to be a visitor on campus and sarah you remember all the vendors who'd be on campus you get the free t-shirts and they mm-hmm. yeah. none of that going to be on campus sure. this fall as well uh, more of the guidelines over at the website also if you we brought this up uh before i went on vacation and i well of course i don't went on vacation i didn't hear any more about it But uh, if you are among those who have been incorrectly charged the Morgantown Municipal Sales Tax, uh, for instance, you bought something from a store at University Town Center and you were charged the 1% sales tax, contact the State Tax Department. City officials urging you to contact the State Tax Department. You can be reimbursed for that proper documentation there's a there's of course a form to fill out as well uh other instances let's say sarah you have a morgantown address ordered something from amazon you get charged a seven percent tax instead of six percent because you have a morgantown address but you live in granville or on, mm-hmm. you know outside the city limits uh you can submit for reimbursement from the state tax department but you got to go through the state that's not through the city go through the state tax mm-hmm. department uh, Non-COVID related news: One person taken to the hospital in Marion County after a shooting yesterday evening. No word on their condition. No arrests have been made as of well, at least 12 minutes ago uh, before we went on the air. I'm going to talk to Montague County Commission President Ed Hawkins. How did the conversation with state health officials go? Recommendations? Question mark. I got a lot of questions. I can't find any answers to them. I don't know if Ed will have any answers for them but right. we'll try we'll throw them out there see what he has to say we'll talk to him next your phone calls texts tweets welcome as well as we commence with anything goes friday here on talk of the town 9 13 just getting started dave and sarah You're listening to the Talk of the Town on WAJR. Well, you know by now, Montague County, not only a hot spot for COVID-19 cases in the state of West Virginia, it's become a hot spot, one of the hottest around the country for that matter. Local officials, county, city, health officials were on a, again, a Zoom call, phone call. They met, they discussed the situation with state health officials yesterday, including the new state health officer, And uh, coronavirus star, Dr. Clay Marsh as well. Montague County Commission, Ed Hawkins, now uh, commission president. He's not the entire commission. There's three of them. Uh, He's the president right now. Anyway, Ed joins us on the show. Morning, Ed.
3: Good morning, Dave. (laughs) Good morning, Sarah, and thank you for having us. And Uh, I say us because it is a commission. I have been in contact uh, all day yesterday with my fellow commissioners as well as today. Uh, Tom and I will be meeting with some of these individuals that have been affected, the restaurants uh, at 2.30 today. Uh, commission is full aware that, uh, you know, we we want to be involved. We want to find solutions.
1: Well, uh, describe the nature of the phone call yesterday, what was generally discussed, and then we'll get into some more of the detail.
3: I'm going to give it as a cautiously, neutral, optimistic Now, I say that because I had the distinct feeling that the new director of DHHR, and I don't want to butcher her name, however, I had the distinct feeling that she was listening, and after the meeting, she reached out to us. I have her phone number. She was speaking of coming to Morgantown and meeting with us next week. So this is really, to me, a positive. Now, when I'm listening to uh, Clay uh, speak, and he fully indicated it is the decision of the governor. And then I look to see that it is has to be a legislative uh, issue that we can't have masking without having uh, the mandate. Uh, if you can, you know, here's what happened. I got a call literally just before going into this meeting from state officials and let's ask point blank what you want. And I simply ask that we have, a mask enforcement with a mandate with a penalty that indoors you would be wearing a mask, and I communicate to that. So you know it, this has been going on. I'm, I'm a health professional. I understand epidemiology. I've been through the AIDS, the SARS, Legionnaires' disease. Uh, you know it this is more serious than any of those, to say the least. But uh, the first thing you need is a quick response. So I think that's one thing that if we can actually find a way communicate quicker and better than having me being asked right before a meeting uh, what you want. Um, That's that's what that's that's something that has to be quicker than this. Let's just put it that
1: way. You know, Ed, I I think just the fact that the governor mandated the masks, even if you without the enforcement of it, that has had an effect because I think most people go, well, we'll hear governor said they're required. I got to put them on. Uh, I've gone to several stores because I can't seem to manage to get everything I need in one trip, uh, this week. And I see signs up that says per the governor's order and people for the most part, actually almost all of the people that I, I have been around, at least for the 15 or 20 minutes I'm in a store, they are, they're adhering to it. So just the mandate itself has had an impact.
3: I think it has lately, also because you're seeing the box stores that uh, target Walmart, uh, Kroger, making their pronouncement, you will not enter without a mask. So I think this is but, – but it was a good meeting. We all agreed that a shutdown is not in this county's best interest. And right. how could we be uh, – I'm not lobbying for home rule. Uh, that would be pointless for me to do on this show. But could we be at least the test case? able to deal with this as a response. I know the metrics that have been changed to the new Harvard metrics. I know that there are statistics, damn statistics, and lies. Nobody can say uh, what you ha- have except for noting the amount of cases. However, I note the amount of cases went down from yesterday. So this is a positive. I communicated yesterday, however, that We can't expect to see a response just simply because of the shutdown of the bars. And this is something we didn't ask for. In our meeting on Monday, uh, it was very positive. We just simply had a universal agreement that we could do what the city of Morgantown is enabled to do. And that was to enforce and make a penalty for masking indoors.
2: And so specifically, I guess, where did the meeting End. How did you leave things? What are recommendations moving forward? Where Where are we?
3: We are cautiously neutral, optimistic. <laughs> I can't describe it in any other fashion because I don't think that we're uh, you know we're going to see what the governor has to say. Uh, we all feel that a shutdown isn't in our best interest. However, um, it was almost uh, a feeling uh, that decisions had been made even before the meeting took place. I'm not saying that that's so, but to be able to be involved was good. Uh, To be able to communicate to the new DHHR director was good. I'm very optimistic that in the future, perhaps we can do a better job of having our cases heard.
2: So I guess that's more where where my question was lying, is what are the next steps? So if I'm hearing you correctly, it's just that we at this point wait to see what the governor says,
3: that's pretty much it. I don't like to say that I got any other feeling uh, other than that, but it uh, it is it is what it is. We Claymarsh did make the statements that this is the governor's decision.
1: Talking to Montague County Commission President Ed Hawkins. Ed, did any of the health officials, whether it was Dr. Smith or Dr. Marsh or the new state health officer, were they able to offer any insight as to, to why Montague County is seeing such a dramatic increase in cases when other counties are seeing increases but nothing like here?
3: Well, we all know that we have a younger population that's being affected, and that is exactly boom, we're looking at. This group of being able to roughly 20 to 30 is almost 75%. And is there a feeling of uh, n- immunity? Perhaps. We all know how we felt when we were young, that nothing could affect us. So we're hoping uh, to be able to reach. I think one thing that came out of it was education, We need to be able to educate the population uh, as to this disease process and what we can do to combat it, which is effectively to wear a mask and to protect other people from getting this spread.
1: I think that's the easiest thing we can do. Uh, Ed, I don't know how to reach people at this point. We've been telling you for five months, wash your hands, cough into your sleeve, all this stuff, wear a mask. Uh, It feels like you either are or you aren't at this point.
3: Well, it's sad that it's a case of push coming to show. Yeah. That's what I don't like. In other words, I, I was really disappointed that the bars got shut down. This was not something we asked for. And I may look toward what we have put forth on the three-strike rule. Perhaps this is a little bit unrealistic uh, on a second call to or a second fault to be asked to shut down for 14 days and a third to be able to be shut down fully. Perhaps – a deep cleaning for three days on each of it. Most of these businesses are not going to be able to control who comes into their business. Uh, what if Morgan, I, I practice dentistry? What if Morgantown Demo Group had a three strike and is shut down and you start shutting down the health care? Mm. This really uh, possibly might be able to be modified, I think, so that we're looking reasonably to making sure that we stay open to it in, in some effect.
1: Any word or any discussion? I-, I know the governor has been, uh, or at least during his last couple of uh, briefings, hesitant to treat counties differently. But he did. He shut down the bars in Montague County. Um, any indication from from the state officials that you know there, there's a willingness to to use Montague County as a I, I don't want to say a test case, Ed, but as a test case, we 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 could turn this around and become an example of how to deal. with with an outbreak rather than being uh, an example of what not to do, if you, if you follow yeah. me here.
3: We spoke of that on our end. Now, you got to remember, we're not speaking to the governor. We're right. speaking as we always are. I don't like to, I, I used to joke with Sunshine that my job, a lot of times, is dealing in the shadows. <laughs> we speak to a man who speaks to a man who speaks to a woman. And just like the telephone call that came from a state official, we, we don't get a lot of times the direct, Communication that we need. Um, I did invite the governor, and this is not a slam on the governor. In January, the governor has my card, my phone number. Uh, I invited him to Montague County so we could have a face-to-face discussion. Now that was before this, and I understand times are tough. Um, This is a different situation, but we'd be able to be if this DHHR director turns out to be what I think she's going to be. I think this is going to be a great positive step in a great direction.
1: Well, I'll oh, go ahead, sir.
2: So, Ed, you were I, – I just want to come back, circle back around to this. We were talking about Montgomery County and why perhaps we have such a unique situation here and the fact that, you know, we do have young people. And uh, looking at the calendar, we are almost exactly one month away from WVU students starting classes again. So as we're looking forward, especially if we're talking about younger demographics and our unique situation here, what are the thoughts and recommendations – now and i know this thing has been fast changing and fast moving but but where are we on students coming back because that's i think a lot of the community conversation right now
3: obviously wbu has their plan i have you know i've always reminded people if you really want to knock wbu then go to moundsville and see what's there we are in Morgantown, in Monongalia County, uh, having WVU as one of the top economic drivers, we don't, we do not advocate uh, shutting down WVU or canceling classes. WVU will have to make the best case scenario for dealing, and they're making that. I've done, I've had at least five conversations in the past week with Rob Alsop. We are in communication. We're not, you know, we're, we're talking with WVU. Their policies, I think, are going to be aimed at educating and making sure that the only thing we can't control is the wild card, the partying. Uh, what's going to happen uh, when a group of students decide to have house parties rather than act responsibly? And that's going to be an education factor.
1: Montague County Commission President Ed Hawkins. Ed, we appreciate the time, and uh, hopefully when we uh, reconvene on Monday, we'll see those numbers continue to trend uh, or at least start to trend down in the right direction.
3: Cautiously optimistic. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. Appreciate it. Thank
1: you so much for having me. Montague County Commission President Ed Hawkins, who is, what did he say? Cautiously optimistically neutral? Yes. Something like that?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: The rest of the show is yours. It's Anything Goes Friday. We'll talk about anything you want to at 800-765-TALK, 765 8255 304 talk 304 is the text line. At Dave and Sarah AM is our Twitter handle. I spent a lot of time yesterday, Sarah, because you weren't here. So I didn't have anybody to uh, pester in the two hours after the show when I'm supposed to be doing work. Looking at these numbers, I have examined them from 38 different perspectives. And I can't make sense of it. Why Montague County is such an outlier. i got to be missing something. I'm open to suggestions at this point. It's not because Montegay County is doing so many more tests than everybody else. That's not the reason. We'll talk about that coming up. But what is... I'm open to suggestions. I'd like some data to back it up, not just feelings. We'll talk about that. But right now, it's time for a news update. Let's check in with the Metro News Anchor Desk, and we'll find out what's happening all across the hot and humid state of West Virginia.
0: to the Talk of the Town on WAJR.
1: 800-765-8255 is the phone number. 304-TALK-304 is the text line. I told you before the break, I'm missing something. Because it's not because Montague County is doing more tests than anybody. If you look at the week of July 6th through the 12th, Mon County did a little over 2,000 tests. They had 267 cases identified. Charleston did a little over 2,000 tests, had... I think it was 60, 60-something. 60 Cabell County was roughly the same, just a little bit fewer tests. So, Sarah, what am I missing here? Do you have an idea? What am I missing that makes Montague County such an outlier? And granted, yes, what is it, 75, 80% of those positive tests are coming back between the ages of 20 and 30. So yeah, I know it's, it's younger adults. But what am I missing? Am I missing something? I got to be missing something.
2: I have a theory. You know I have a theory, but I don't I don't have data or facts to back up my theory. So I don't know if it's beneficial for me to share. a Well, I mean, if
1: you're not, it's just I'll throw it out there to everybody. I know that we started to see numbers go up at the first of July and then dramatically increase the week after the July 4th holiday. I do know that. I know we had protests in Morgantown, but other cities had protests. I don't know, 800, I'm just, I'm missing something. I'd like to know what it is because I'd like to make sense of it because if we can make sense of it and apply some logic, then you can fix the problem and move forward. Maybe in a couple, maybe this is all the result of the July 4th holiday where you had this culmination of, yes, you had the the protest and then the 4th of July holiday and you were traveling and going back and forth and you all, it, it all just kind of converges at one point and two, three weeks from now. You see active case numbers drop back down. I don't know. just feels like I'm missing something.
2: So so my theory is along those lines. And I said I, I thought that we would see a couple weeks coming out of 4th of July. We'll start to see numbers go up, and then we'll see them go back down and, because people will take some things seriously again. And then we'll see them go back up when students come back. And then we'll see them go back down. And, and I think we'll see. And th- now, my theory has to do with – our unique demographic here in part- and, and our unique size. We are very middle. We talk about this. This is one of the things we, we praise and I'll praise it still but we are not small town but we're not big city and I think when you're middle it becomes more challenging in a situation like this. So if we're just looking at the state, I just think we have a lot going on in Mont county. There is something happening every single weekend. I'm an inv- I am invited to a fundraiser or a community event or a, a theater event or a sporting, you know, fitness competition. Or I'm invited to something every single weekend. And then you add in. Um, Different things that are going on in the way that that we run things whenever it comes to high schools and events. And so I just feel like we have so much going on now how this is different than perhaps in a smaller town. Maybe you have less going on or you just have a smaller population or you have. Um, different resources whenever it comes to availability to be able to do things like travel or have events or even have event centers or places to host things where you could have larger gatherings. Then you look at a bigger city, perhaps like a Charleston and there um, because it's bigger, I, I could see then how the theory would be, Oh, but they're a bigger city and they're not having the same numbers. Well, cause perhaps, and again, this is why I, I was hesitant to say anything because this is all theory, not fact, but Perhaps because they're bigger Um, For example, I I was Saying the art scene Well, Here we may be using a lot of our local Arts groups and we may have a number Of local arts groups that are putting on shows And doing things that are slightly smaller But there's a lot of them going on If you're Charleston and you have access to bringing in Larger touring groups Well they're canceling right now We're not seeing the large touring groups Coming into Mont County We're not seeing the large touring groups coming into Charleston in the same way but perhaps we have more access to more of these, because mid- it could, because we're this middle. We're not big, we're not little, we're middle. And I think that that can provide some challenges in something like this, because we're so community-centered still, like a small town, but we have more people and more access and more resources to be able to do more than a small town. You get the middle. And with the middle, in a situation like this, can come community spread, is my thought. I'm no scientist, I'm no doctor.
1: I'm still missing something. Don't know what it is. I'll take your suggestions. 800-765-TALK, 304-TALK-304. All right, you've heard enough from us. The same thing goes Friday. Let's go to the text line first, then we'll go to the phones. 304-TALK-304. Hey, Dave and Sarah, Justice put all those anti-maskers on the spot by being a common-sense Republican. Hey, Dave and Sarah, 304-TALK-304. The protesting guaranteed more people... uh, the protesting guarantee. More people protested there. All right. 304 Talk 304. Text line. Hey, Dave and Sarah, half of Mon County's cases are WV students. No other county has the impact. Ed alluded to the wild card, young people out mm-hmm. partying. I agree with that. Uh, 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255 is the phone number. It's Anything Goes Friday. We will talk about anything you want to talk about. We'll start with Bill in Clarksburg. Good morning, Bill.
4: Yes, sir. It may be one of the things you're missing, although I can't say for sure, is your own advertising. When you have an ad that comes on that says, do this, don't do this, social distancing, this and that, and then it repeats itself exactly, and it happens almost once an hour on the local programming. One thing the ad does not say in either case is anything about masks. And younger crowds may tend to read into that, but you don't really believe that masks are important. It's in your ads.
1: All right. Bill, are you, do you wear a mask, Bill? Huh? you wear a mask when you go out? Or do you stay in? I'm sorry. I said, do you wear a mask I, when you I go do, out? I go out. Uh, usually. Okay. Well, keep up the good work, Bill. I didn't, I
4: didn't, I didn't too much, but more, more often now than not, and you know, usually.
1: All right, keep keep it up, Bill. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for the call. Thank you. 765 talk, 800-765-8255. six five eight two five five. Let's get in Victoria before the break. Hey, Victoria.
0: Hi. Um, perhaps you saw in the paper yesterday. It was also on television that the uh, U.S. Postal Service. Uh, were warning that they might have to cut their services and it might take you longer to get your mail, not that it could take any longer than it does right now. They don't call it snail mail for nothing. I mean, even the Pony Express was more efficient. But my problem is getting my outgoing mail picked up. I live in First Ward, and several times my outgoing mail, which was clipped very plainly on the outside of my mailbox, was just not picked up that happened yesterday I had some important bills to go out they have deadlines on them I put it out before noon it was not picked up by the end of the day but a a more egregious uh, example was when we had to mail in our census material I had mine already out in the mailbox on a Tuesday morning it was sticking out plainly apparent it was not taken away until four days later on uh, Saturday so Um, I don't know what's going on here, if they've already cut down their services or whether the uh, uh, letter carrier in my neighborhood is maybe taking the day off early and going home to do his uh, yard work or something. You can't complain about it because if you try to call the downtown post office, they never answer the phone. So if somebody lives in First Ward around the Standard Avenue, Rose Street, Hess Street, Twig Street, if they're having that same trouble too, I wish they would call in to see if I'm not the only one.
1: Victoria, thank you very much for the phone call. It's Anything Goes Friday. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. 943, Dave and Sarah.
0: Talking about your town on WHAR. 304-TALK-304,
1: 304 304, the text line, 800-765-8255. We'll get back to the phones in a moment. Text 304-TALK-304, 304 304, Dave and Sarah. Are we testing more in Monongalia County? We've had so many free testing sites lately, and our test centers have been full. Have other counties been testing as much as us? Um, all right, DHHR website. Let me answer that question. Uh, Monongalia County, cumulative laboratory test, 13,173. That is all the tests that we've done since, what, March? Um, The week of July 6th through the 12th, 2,051 tests were conducted, 267 uh, confirmed cases. Monongalia County is actually third on the list in the number of total tests. Kanawha County has done almost 24,000 to this point. Uh, Week of July 6th through the 12th did... A little over 2,000 tests, had 76 confirmed cases. Cabell County is not far behind 18,000. Uh, or their second in cumulative test, 18,540. Week of July 6th through the 12th, they did uh, 1,800 tests, had 44 confirmed cases. So to give you a little perspective there. So it doesn't seem Montague County is doing, at least through those numbers, any more than any other, you know, comparative, comparable county. 800-765-TALK, 800 304-TALK, 765 304-TALK-304. Dave and Sarah. Dave, you forgot 5G. Ha, ha, ha. Okay. Give me some context on that one, Texter. Uh, Dave. Did you ever stop to think the testing is not accurate, either false positives or simply fraudulent reported positives? This is happening in other states, but for the most part not being reported. See Florida with 300-plus testing sites reporting 100% positive tests when it was actually less than 10%. Uh, I don't think that's the case, actually. Dave and Sarah, W move-out days continued until 6-15-20 at various apartments. 14 days later, things started to change. They have increased since. Dave and Sarah texting the show, 304 Talk 304. Initial reports of three bars said those bars were packed with people. If you are following the 50% capacity rule, there should never be a crowd, someone not doing the job. Yeah, that's part of it as well. That's part of it. But you're telling me Morgantown, Montegay County is the only place where they had bars who weren't following the rules. Just saying. 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. 304 Talk 304 is the text line. Let's go to the phones. Bob wants to open up a can of worms here. I think. Good morning, Bob. Dave, sir, how are you today? Doing great, Bob.
4: That's good, Dave. Listen, you broached a, a real dilemma here uh, with with your discussion of the Redskins issue earlier in the week, <laughs> and we need we need to take a look not only at the city but at our high schools. the The city of Morgan is named in honor of Morgan Morgan. And he exploited the Native Americans to seize the land on which the town is now built. Then you have our three high schools, Dave. The Morgantown mohigans n- enough said. You have the Clay Seabees. The Seabees uh, could be construed to honor the Navy construction battalions of World War II. And they forced South, uh, South Pacific Islanders from their islands to build bomber bases with which we bombed those wonderful folks who brought us Pearl Harbor. Then you have the University High Hawks, and the hawk has decimated our native squirrel population here. So I need you to get the beard of education and the city council, and invite them over to the Greer Building parking lot where you can have a bonfire with all your red and MHS regalia. Uh, Sarah can bring her uh, UHS uh, garb down there. You light off all of that, have a powwow over there. Use that smoke to send out smoke signals uh, asking for uh, forgiveness from the Native Americans that have been exploited here in Morgantown.
1: <sighs> Thank you, Bob. Appreciate the call. Eight hundred seven six five eight two five five three zero four. Talk three zero four.
2: I have a fun fact. Again, I hesitate to share because I'm not a, a hundred on the data on this. But do you want the fun fact anyway?
1: Yeah. Sure. So why the, not there, at there this seems point. to
2: be some conversation happening in our community about the Mohegans? And oh. uh, but here's what's interesting. So people are saying, well, why is it misspelled? Because that's not even an indigenous tribe or and it, supposedly the historians are coming out i say historians sort of but the, the those in in the area are saying it's actually that mohegan was morgantown high annual it was the yearbook
3: mm-hmm.
2: so mo annual is where mohegan came from it has nothing to do with a particular indian tribe whatsoever or a native american tribe whatsoever and that, of course, then you have the mask on so there can be a larger conversation. I'm not I'm not taking away from that. But I found that interesting. That was new information to me. I had never heard that really? before.
1: I'm not even from here and I knew that.
2: i see, I'd never heard that. Well, you went but to But I'm, the I'm a, yeah, I mean, yeah, you went to hire. I don't care about.
1: <laughs> we got to take a break. Uh, seven minutes to the weekend for us. We'll wrap it up next.
0: Join the conversation at 1-800-765-8255. This is the Talk of the Town on WAJR.
1: More text, 304-TALK-304 on Anything Goes Friday. We have a higher percent of 20 to 39-year-olds. We have Cheat Lake and the Mon. That's the river. And we have more persons per household than other counties. Just some factors to consider. Okay. Uh, Let me see. i got to hit this button. More text. 304-TALK-304. The text line uh oh okay texter providing some uh (laughs) a few tinfoil hat people believe 5g is what's spreading COVID 19 oh oh Oh. yeah okay thank you for the context texter
2: and it's also that bill gates can put chips in our arms
1: you keep saying that is that what you
2: is that your working theory yeah
1: it's all bill gates uh, are they going to change the Mohican mascot are they going to rename white park <laughs> not that i'm aware of no uh, another texter says uh sarah's story is uh, true all right there you go validation sarah validation for your story even though you went to uhs i didn't even i call a few football games a few basketball games a year well i used to i don't know if that's going to happen anymore I got some Morgantown high swag. I didn't even go there. I went to St. Mary's. We're the blue devils and we're purple and gold. We got in a whole identity crisis in St. Mary's. We're colorblind. We don't even know what colors we wear down there. Half the time, the school colors were purple and gold and they wore blue anyway. Figuring that one out, Sarah. <laughs> uh, Let's see. And, uh, quick text. Nobody in the county is keeping track of events without state attendees i see posts on facebook and videos of folks not wearing masks but these events continue just like bars not following guidelines i'm sure this is happening in other counties maybe the 25 person limit will help that will be the final word of the day hoppy Kurtzville coming up metro news talk line we'll talk to you monday morning 906 talk of the town it's dave and sarah step into the
0: world of power
4: loyalty